welcome back to Noah's Window. As we're starting a new week, we thought we might spend a little time in the book of Matthew. Now, uh, again, in the one-year Bible, we've been doing a lot of Old Testament and New right. Testament, and right now we're in this section. And also, we've been studying Matthew in our book-by-book class. So, um, I don't know, I've been kind of focused in on Matthew. Well, I understand so, that. I thought we might talk about a section that I was coming across in chapter 22. And it's about this group of religious leaders, and you know most people are familiar with the Pharisees in the New Testament, but this group um, who partnered with the Pharisees actually against Jesus, but they were known as the Sadducees. So can I tell the corny thing that we learned when we were no, in Bible college? No, okay. not. <laughs> okay, so the Sadducees were particularly known for the fact that they didn't believe in the resurrection. Right. And that is why they were sad. sad you see. see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just have to it, it, it's not funny anymore, but it was back then. And what, well, it's a way to remember. You I know, guess it's it a is. way to remember. I think it's interesting that they were um, they were religious experts, and yet they didn't believe in the resurrection. But as I was thinking about that, I think you know, I, I think sometimes there are Christians who don't seem to believe in the resurrection. Well, practically, the more, anyway. yeah. The the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, when you go back and look at the first century, especially during the time of Jesus, and you often hear of the Sadducees and the Pharisees, probably the best way to keep it straight is um, the Pharisees would have been arrogant because they were religious, and the Sadducees would have been arrogant because they were secular. Secular. They were, it's left and right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it goes back into a lot of history, and I'll go back into deep weeds if I'm not careful here, but uh, back during the days of captivity, the temple was the center of all things Jewish, or at least the, 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 the place of worship. It became more political than, than spiritual. And so consequently, you have this class of leaders that rose up and they were somehow associated with the temple, but in reality, they weren't very spiritual. And so at oftentimes they're at loggerheads with the Pharisees who again were arrogant because they were religious. And yet both groups, as you point yeah, out. Yeah, they had a common enemy Yeah, you know, they Jesus. had a common and, enemy and, and in their Jesus, mind, he yeah. was their enemy, and, so they kind of... I think it's almost the same way today. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I see there, there are groups on opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're not aligned with who Jesus is. Right. Well, um, and one more thing I want to talk about on the resurrection I think is interesting. And that is, uh, we were talking about this this morning, there are really two kinds of resurrection, because we don't talk about this a whole lot, but Jesus raised a lot of people from the dead. Yeah. Yes, but those people he raised from the dead on the earth, they died again. They did. They did. So yeah. it was like a temporary resurrection. Right. right. But the resurrection yeah. is when we get an eternal new body, right? It, it's true. In fact, we used to use a different word back in theology, and I'm not sure that this word has any credence or not, but we used to call those resuscitations mm -hmm. because right. these right. people were brought back to life, but as you point out, for just a temporary time. But when the resurrection happens, you know, it, it's once and forever. Well, and just one more comparison, because you know, in uh, in within our lifetime as Christians, I think sometimes we're so anxious for God to give to restore this earthly body on this earth, mm -hmm. so that we can keep living in this decaying body. I'm not saying there's anything wrong to pray about being healed. We we've seen God do that, but I'm just saying there's so much more to look forward to when it's going to be more permanent. You know, it's interesting, and I'm I'm probably wandering off on a tangent here, but Paul would say. <clears throat> Later on in the New Testament, he would say, "I, I don't know which is, is better." Uh, he said, "I'm kind of in a, in a, I'm kind of confounded because he said, for me it would be better to go be with Christ, but for you it's better that I stay here." But Paul had an experience that we read about in his letters to the Corinthians, in that he had uh, 
a time when he was caught up to heaven and he was allowed to see things that he couldn't write about. Their Bible scholars believe there was a time when he was stoned and left for dead and they believe that that might have been when God allowed him to go up and see heaven. Well, as someone pointed out, after Paul got a look at heaven, he was never scared of dying right. again. You Let know. me go back. That's, yeah. that's good. Okay, so in this particular passage in Matthew 22, the Sadducees are approaching Jesus, and mm -hmm. the scripture tells us clearly that they weren't, it, this was not an honest question. They were trying to trap him, which they did several times. So they're trying to trap him. And, and again, we know the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection, so they're posing this hypothetical situation. So yeah. what they're saying is, so if, um, if a woman... And I won't go into all the details. You go get your Bible and read the actual story. But if the woman was married to seven different men in the resurrection, who would she be married to? Well, of course, according to the Sadducees, they were all brothers. There you and, go. And according yeah. to the Mosaic Law, if a, if a man died who was married to a woman and there was no heir, she was to marry his brother. And then that brother would, if they had children, it would be raised. This, that child would be raised up in the name of the brother who passed. So. The question the Sadducees asked Jesus, they said there were seven brothers and each one of them died and they married the same woman. I think by the time the third I, brother I died, out. Oh I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm not sure I'm going to drink the coffee. <laughs> you know? And of course it's all hypothetical. It's all, well, you know, I can't even, I can't remember the Latin, but there's a Latin term uh, for asking a question, a question that's absurd. In other words, mm -hmm. the question would be set up in such an absurd fashion that it would almost mandate an absurd answer. I remember one of the Latin words is absurdium, but I can't remember the rest of it. But that's what these Sadducees are trying to do with Jesus. It's really a mocking thing. So it's what's interesting, thing. of course, is Jesus' answer. And that's what I want oh. to talk to talk about today is the two deadly mistakes because Jesus says, here's your mistake. There's two parts to your mistake. First of all, you don't know the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And second of all, you don't know the power of God. And then he goes on to talk about um, the marriage whether or not there'll be marriage in heaven, but those two those two deadly mistakes he brings to their as an accusation against them. Well, of course, the Pharisees are the Sadducees are trying to tell Jesus what his problem is, mm -hmm. and they're trying mm -hmm. to say to him, you know, you believe in something that isn't going to happen. Well, that's the wrong person to do that with, <laughs> because Jesus is the one who's raising people up. So it, it was a silly thing for them to do to do that. But Jesus just sort of swats that aside. And he says, this is not about my problem. This is about your problem. Mm -hmm. And as you point out, he said, you, you, you have two issues. You don't know the scriptures and then you don't know the power of God. I, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not fit to tie Jesus' shoes, but I've been asked this kind of question by skeptics before. Mm -hmm. You know, you say your God is all good and all powerful, evil right. exists. So consequently, your God's either all good, not all powerful, all powerful, not all good. You know, if God can do anything, can he make a rock so big he can't lift it? I mean, I've been asked all these dumb questions through the years, but it's the same problem. Those people who ask those questions have the same problems with it's in the first century somebody who asks a question to myself. They don't know the scriptures. Mm -hmm. In their minds, the scriptures are hazy. They create straw men in their minds. But the main thing is they don't know the power of God. And they had the power of God in the person of Jesus Christ right, right there. there. Yeah, right, right there. there. And yeah. they didn't know him. Wow, and that's a great tragedy. And um, I, I look at this story and I think, you know, these poor people, and yet that, it, it, it's interesting because I remember reading not long ago on the Sadducees, and uh, this is where I find a real, real commonality with the times that we live in. The Sadducees were the quote, social elites. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> the elites of the day, and yet they were so ridiculously foolish. They were. And it was interesting, I mean, the, in, the, uh, in the next chapter, Jesus goes on to say, these are religious experts. They really do know the law of Moses, so you should do what they teach you, but don't follow their example because they don't actually do what they say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that was true about the Sadducees and the Pharisees, mm -hmm. but it was all for show. I mean, it was you know, show. here's the thing. Jesus will call the Pharisees hypocrites, and for us, the term hypocrite is a pejorative. Mm -hmm. But I, when I read that, I try to I try to back away and extract the pejorative that's part of our nomenclature today, and I, I realize that Jesus is calling them actors. Mm -hmm. You people mm -hmm. are actors, mm -hmm. and I, uh, that's uh, that's a common issue today in religion. That's true, and I think when he said you don't know the scriptures, that would have been quite a slap in the face because they were supposed to be the experts, even though the Sadducees were the secular bunch. They still seem to be considered religious experts. Well, they had a they had a reputation. I mean, mm -hmm. In other words, if people had a question about the Bible, they could go ask these guys. But it doesn't mean they had the right answer, you know. Well, and they also, um, as is the case today, they had really walked away from the actual scriptures and had become disciples of various different rabbis who would just have an opinion about the scripture. And so they they removed themselves from the actual scripture. And we're just following rabbis. Of course, they were the rabbis of the day. In that well, sense, but, but you know, that's a problem that continues on to this day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had discussions about this. I had a really, really close friend who was a rabbi. Uh, he and I were buddies. I actually spoke at his memorial service. Uh, but I remember one of the last conversations we had, we were over at Bella Luna the restaurant. And uh, he watched me on television, mm -hmm. as you know. And he uh, said to me at lunch, he said, you know, I, uh, I'm so envious of you. You can talk about God. Mm. And he said, you know, sometimes when I talk about God, people don't want to hear about that. And yet, on the other hand, those services were filled with Scripture, and yet there was an absence of the knowledge of God. I didn't understand. Yeah. And yet, you know, of course, we understand that the Jews have a blindness right now, but I think we see this in in our circles, in, especially Very in the younger so. generation, people that oh, will pick a, pick a preacher somewhere, and they follow everything he says, and they, you know, uh, I feel like we become followers of people instead of followers. It's part of the Christian. celebrity culture, mm -hmm. and we see that in the in the so-called evangelical Christian community too. Yeah, it's a sad thing, and it reminds me of uh, was it Paul or Peter that said gave the commendation for the Berean Christians. Yeah, you know, search they the search the scriptures. Yeah. So even if Paul the Apostle comes, search the scriptures. <laughs> they still check him out with the scriptures truth. to yeah, make sure right. he's right. That's right. And that's why you need to know the scripture. That's because right. Because if yeah. you don't and, really know the scripture... And that was the Sadducees' problem. They didn't, they didn't believe in the resurrection. And I think this is so significant. They didn't know the power of God. Mm -hmm. You know, they, and they didn't understand that God had the power to overcome anything. And, you know, as you go on in the New Testament, the power of God kind of gets defined as the gospel. Mm -hmm. And the gospel is the power of God into salvation. Yeah, yeah. So. It sure is. Okay, well, uh, we wanted to know. I know but <laughs> it's your fault because you gave me the ability to try to <laughs> Well, the Sadducees, you know, yeah. they're such a sad group. They are. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a group that, that missed, had so much right there, oh, yeah. and they missed it. Yeah. And what a tragedy to miss what's right in front of you, what you have ample opportunity, opportunity that that uh, most of the history of mankind never got. They had that opportunity, and yet they missed uh, They missed understanding who he was. Now, I, I hold on hope that there were some Sadducees that got saved. Well, you know, I think, I, w I wonder how many of the Sadducees 
at least who were aware of the resurrection of Jesus, who changed their mind at that point. Because here's the deal, we know this. We know that on the day of Pentecost, thousands of people got saved. And and among those thousands who got saved, there might have been a Sadducee or two. So just because a person was in that category didn't remove them from all hope because they still had an opportunity to receive the Lord. So as we close out this morning, how about you lead us in a word of prayer? Father, we do thank you for your word. Thank you for letting us experience the truth of your word and your power. Uh, not only in seeing it in the universe, but in in the way you've changed our lives. Now, Lord, I pray that today you'll give us the ability to uh, live out this day with the awareness that you are present with us. And Father, we pray that today you'll help us to share the good news of Jesus with somebody. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for Noah's Window today. We'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. And I think we'll stay in the book of Matthew for a little while. Can't wait. We'll be looking forward to that. God bless. See you soon.